The Lord is good. I, I, the Lord put on my heart, and I wasn't planning on sharing this, but, but to show you that how God is everywhere and wants to be a part of your life, man, he's got his eye on us. And, and, and this, long story short, the young man that, that was killed by the police officer in Webb City, uh, it was a big deal. And, and anyway, he was involved in our Spanish church at Carthage. Uh, I hired this guy to do work at my house. He's done work in our church. He's done work in different places. And I know I came to you guys and asked you to pray for it. But Tuesday night before the funeral, I get a phone call. And Pastor Embar had tested positive for COVID. Kent, can you do that funeral? Amen. I wasn't saying amen then. Because I'm like a white guy with a Spanish group that are hurt. They don't understand. And then you got to work for an interpreter. And my nerves, it, it hit me pretty good. But, but the peace of God come over me. Sometimes I think it's good we don't have time to prepare. Because your mind would be racing on all the things you need to say. And, and the thing is, you need to focus on the people that are there. And where they're at with Jesus. And it's probably one of the heaviest times that I've gone through. It was one of those times where, you know, everybody says, I don't know why you have notes. Well, guys, notes are what I believe the Lord gives me. And sometimes that, that pressure and the heaviness that, that the attacks of the devil you see going on during the congregation, you get caught up in that. And you begin to notice that. And you need the notes to keep you going. And, and it got to the point where I was seeing all these things that, but I had to just, read my notes and, and, and focus in on that too. And at the end, I couldn't even tell you, I knew the spirit was there. You know, it was heavy. It was hard at the beginning. I could see it break. But, but the blessing was, is after the service. When a guy waited till I was alone, he come up and he said, can you share them scriptures with me? When people join our Facebook, we say, oh, we don't need them, them podcasts. We don't need the Facebook. We don't need that 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 buy, or that Oakton app. We don't need that. Well, guys, it, it, it brings people to Jesus. We need it. And several have signed up to that. But I saw the Lord move, and again, it reminded me on how much the Lord loves us, and how much the Lord is pursuing us, and and how much the Lord cares for us. We just need to reach out to Him, and He will not only touch you like He touched me that day. And he'll touch the people around you. You just need to be faithful. As we move in today in the sermon, it's, we're talking about the Passover and, and, but I wanted to go back to Exodus and then we're going to talk about Jesus when, when he celebrates to me the Passover, when Jesus took it all on so that sin and judgment and death would pass over us. And I've got five points that, that I'm going to have on the overhead today. That you'll see in the Bible app that I want to, want to just kind of go through today is we take a time to prepare ourselves. You know, the Israelites, Jesus, or the God was saying, these are, are Passover principles. These are things I want you to think about and do. And then Jesus at the Lord's Supper, these were, were, were Passover, if you will, salvation principles that we need to focus in on today and we need to take a look at in our lives today. Again, because when we do, Jesus is going to just continue to bless us. 
Anytime we recognize him, he moves on us. But we see in Exodus 12, before we read here, Israel had been in bondage to Egypt for 430 years. They cried out to God for deliverance. And I never caught this, but, but they think it was 2,666 days later. Man, that's when God did this. Years, meaning from the beginning of time when that separation took place till then. Then we read this scripture. Then they shall take some of the blood and put it on the doorpost and the lintel of the houses in which they eat it. They shall eat flesh that night, roasted on fire with unleavened bread and bitter herbs. They shall eat it. Do not eat any of it raw or boiled in water, but roasted its head with its legs and its inner parts. And you shall let none of them of it remain until the morning. Anything that remains until the morning, you shall burn. In this manner, you shall eat it with your belt fastened, your sandals on your feet and your staff in your hand. And you shall eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. Verse 12, for I will pass through the land of Egypt that night and I will strike down all the firstborn in the land of Egypt. Both man and beast, and on all gods of Egypt, I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. Again, I didn't have this in my notes, but but we like to serve, or well, not us, but a lot of people like to serve other gods. Those gods are going to bow before our God, just so you know today. Verse 13, the blood shall be a sign for you on the houses where you are, meaning Satan's going to bow to God. A lot of us are getting whipped around by Satan. We're letting him into our table, and we shouldn't let him into our table. We have power and authority over him in Jesus' name. But the blood shall be a sign for you on the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you, and no plague will befell you to destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. This day shall be for you a memorial day, and you shall keep it as a feast to the Lord throughout your generations. As statutes forever, you shall keep it as a feast. So five principles from from the Passover. And again, you can follow along with me on the overhead or on your, your, your app, your Oakton app. But the first one is plead the blood. The body of the blood of the lamb was sacrificed and given to cover them from all these things. To cover us from sin, sickness, death, all these things. We need to plead the blood. The second thing, leave nothing to waste. They were not to waste any of the sacrificed lamb. And again, I'm building into what Christ tells us to do. But three, be ready to go. Ready to get out of Egypt. Guys, they were ready to get out of Egypt. They had been in bondage for 450 years. They were looking for something different. Four, avoid judgment because it's coming. Many people died that night simply because they didn't follow God's instructions and put the blood over the door. The fifth thing he said is remember the Passover. The Jews were commanded to celebrate the Passover in the spring of each year until the Savior came. Now I want to move into principles for salvation. They're the same principles. You see, the Savior came, Jesus came. He came in in from as a a human. He came as God, but he came after us. Jesus pursued us. And he spent and lived a life with us and with the people. And and he lived and dined with us. 
And then we know as he died, he went to the cross, he died, and he rose again. But again at the Lord's Supper, as we again take the Lord's Supper today, remember how God has, has done these things for you. But he said, and he took the cup, and we had given thanks, he said, take this and divide it among yourselves. For I tell you that from now on I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took the bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them, saying, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And likewise, the cup, after they had eaten, saying, This cup is poured out for you. It's a new covenant in my blood. In the Matthew 26, version, verse 28, he explains further, For many, for the remissions of sin. The blood was for the remission of sin. And many thanks. Today, Landon's going to read these to you as, as we take up communion. We're going to go back over these so that we can again look and look at our look into our own lives today and remember our salvation. If you're here today and you haven't accepted Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, man, we need to do that. That's the most important thing. And then we'll take communion together. But again, number one, we need to plead the blood. The body and blood of Jesus was given for the remissions of sins. Forgiveness is necessary because we have all sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We are separated with God until there is forgiveness. But with forgiveness, it is made possible through the blood to accept Jesus as our Lord and live a life of victory. Romans 5, 8 said, God demonstrated his love for us that when we, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He gave it all up for us. The Hebrew and Greek word for forgiveness is to cover, to pardon, to cancel, to send away. Because of the blood, there is no account for sin. And a lot of us need to hear that. The Lord really put on my heart that some of us, you know, it talks about getting off the milk and getting on the meat. Some of us can't get off the milk and on the meat because we don't believe God can forgive us. Some of us walk around defeated because we're too bad or we made a mistake the other day. And we can't accept the fact that Jesus forgives us when we repent, when we do something. You know, Jesus forgives us all of our past, present, future sins. But guys, I'm going to mess up maybe even twice or three times today. And all I got to do is say, Jesus, forgive me. Because if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and deliver us from all unrighteousness. 1 John 1, 9. And we need to remember that Jesus puts us in a state of righteousness. And when we mess up, just simply say, I'm sorry, and continue on in righteousness. But you don't have to take a beating every time you do something wrong. Amen, Pastor. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We ought to be celebrating that just today. But the blood renews the body. The blood renews our faith. The blood is the life of who we're about. Again, because of the blood, there's no account for sin. The blood saves from eternal punishment. Because of the blood, our relationship with God is restored. The blood delivers us from the dominion of sin, transferring it into the Christ kingdom. Do you get that today? The believers going to be with the Lord. The blood renews the whole body 
and by his stripes we are healed. Through the blood we are promised eternal lives. But in order to receive this forgiveness, there must be repentance, faith, and a confession of, of sin. For God to extend this forgiveness, there must be shedding of blood. It was required, Hebrews 9.22 tells us. This forgiveness is based on Jesus' death on the cross. Divine forgiveness is an ongoing need for believers so that we might maintain a saving relationship with God. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through him. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one one confesses and is saved. I'm going to change some things up right now. But Stephen Pendergrass, if you'd come up here today. Stephen was in bondage. He's in bondage to Satan, sin, in this world. He cried out to God, and Jesus came into his heart. Man, come over here. I tell you what, look at this dude today. Did you see that t-shirt? Today, I level up. Let me get this back to where everybody can see him. I know one person listened to that sermon I preached on level up. I got it right here. I got proof. But, but Stephen leveled up in Jesus. To be honest with you, since he's been coming to Oakton, his parents said that I believe and I need to get baptized. And we're going to talk about, there's another celebration going on today. Don't let me forget about it when we baptize you. We'll talk about that. But there's another celebration going on today, but man, this is the biggest celebration. That he said, I want to be baptized. And so today he's going to be baptized again. A lot of us parents say that, oh, I just want to make sure our kids understand. Sometimes they got a better understanding of it than we do. And, and this shirt proves it to me. I don't see any of you guys wearing a shirt I leveled up. So he's definitely listening. But Stephen... He has rejected all forms of evil, has repented of his sins. He has expected and accepted and received the power of Jesus, has given him. He now confesses Jesus as Lord of his life, and he promises to be faithful to Christ and serve him well. Is that right today? Give me a fist bump around the front. Amen. He's excited about what the Lord's done in his life. The family was telling me today they've had a lot of things going on in their family and even some death lately and that they felt like he brought as much peace to the, these things than most people did because he believes in Jesus. The blood covers him. Jesus forgives him of his past, his present, and his future sins. Amen. I want a couple of you younger people and, and adults, anybody that's in children's church can come up. Let's come up and let's lay hands on him today because, church, if you agree with this boy today that, that you'll support him in his decision, would you stand to your feet today? And then the rest of you, come up around him. Children's teachers, kids. I want a lot of kids to come up here. And let's lay hands on him. They're not shy in children's church, but they're shy when they come to church. Big church, I guess. Come in around this guy. I love it. Thank you, Lord. And Father, we do come to you in Jesus' name. 
And Father, we do thank you for Stephen and the decision he made today. And Lord, let him never forget this. And Lord, let him never, ever, uh, Father, just feel him full in Jesus' name. And Father, we love you and we appreciate you now. And we give you glory, honor, and praise. Amen. And so we're going to continue on, but the Lord told me, you guys can be seated. But I felt the Lord told me to do that at this time because it's exactly what's going on. The second thing we see in the scripture here today, after we accept Jesus as Lord, that there should be no waste. Colossians 3, 2, set our minds on things that are above, not on things that are below. And, and that's what I started to pray for Stephen, but I thought I'm not going to confess that over him. I'm going to believe that the Lord continues growing in him the way he is now and that he'll grow into that great man of God that, that, that he's called to be. But God has called us all. And sometimes I think that we focus on worldly things too much and, and our jobs and all these other things, and we give them so much time. But our mission statement at Oakton says in Mark 16, 15, and afterward, he appeared to the eleven themselves as they were reclining at the table. And he rebuked them for their unbelief and hardness of heart, because they had not believed those who saw him after he had risen. You see how we get caught up in the world and we can forget about who we are in Christ? That we can forget about Christ is powerful, the blood is powerful, all things are powerful in Jesus. Verse 15, and he said to them, go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to the whole creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe. This is you guys. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They'll pick up serpents with their hands. And if they drink any deadly poison, it will not hurt them. They will lay their hands on the sick and they will recover. The reason I struggle there is because I want to lay hands on people that have COVID and they don't want me in the room and won't let me in the room, meaning the hospital or some of these places. And the Lord told us to lay hands on them. And I believe the Lord would cover us if we did that. No deadly poison would hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover so then the Lord Jesus, after he had spoken to them, was taken up into heaven and sat at the right hand of God. And this is what I want us to get today. When we move out into things of God, verse 20 will take place. And they went out and preached everywhere while the Lord worked with them and confirmed the message by company signs. Everybody says, I want to move the Holy Spirit in church. Go out and tell somebody about Jesus and you'll not only experience it in church, you'll experience it every day of your life. Because that's what God's called us to do. Three, be ready to go. First Thessalonians 4.16, For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a cry of a command, with the voice of an archangel, and with the sound of a trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Man, do we look for Christ's return? Are we anticipating Christ's return? Are we excited about it? Have we even thought about it? Have you thought about Jesus could come back today? You know, Jesus talked about that in Matthew 25. There was the ten virgins. Five were thinking about it every day, and five weren't. Go read that story. The ones that were prepared went to be with the Lord. The ones that weren't prepared 
By the time they got prepared, the Lord was already gone. Are we prepared today? Are we seeking the coming of the Lord? Then Matthew 25 goes on into the, 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 the parable of the talents. We see that one wasted his talent, didn't do anything with it. He buried it. He was embarrassed. He didn't want anybody to know that he was a believer and just, just buried it. But then two went out and doubled their talents, their portion that God gave them. As we're taking to communion today, are we prepared ourselves? Are we ready to go? Are we wasting time? Where are we at in our relationship with Jesus? Number four, avoiding judgment, we live for righteousness. Jesus is coming soon. We avoid the judgment by loving God and people. And that's what we seem to forget as believers that in Matthew again, 25, 35, for I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you welcomed me. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came after me. Come, be with me, Jesus says. That's what he said to the sheep. But to the goats, the ones that that hid their talent, the ones that wasted their time, he said that, that depart from me, you cursed into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry and you gave me no food. I was thirsty and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger and you did not welcome me. I was naked and you did not clothe me. I was sick and in prison and you did not visit me. Man. And then five, Jesus said to remember him. And he took the bread and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them saying, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. You know, I catch it a little bit in both ways that we don't have communion enough or we have it too much. When we see that the, in the Passover, they celebrated it once a year. But what the Lord spoke to me through all of this is we need to be celebrating the Passover. We need to be celebrating our salvation. We need to be celebrating Jesus in our life every second of every minute of every day, our whole life. It never stops. We're in love with him. We're in love with the things of God. We're in love with the people of God. Our goal is to remember this every second of every day of our lives. As we take Stephen up to baptize him, and you guys can head on out. Gary, do you mind taking Stephen up? Anybody wants to go with him? But as we baptize him to get us time to get up there, we're going to take up a Thanksgiving offering. And we shared all these things that we got to be thankful for, but, but the most important thing we got to be thankful today is our salvation. And then the salvation of our spouse, the salvation of our children, the salvation of our family and friends. We got a lot to be thankful for today. The Thanksgiving offering today will be going towards the general fund. We've actually been doing quite well with the general fund, but the last month or actually three or four weeks, the, the China virus hit again and on a wave. And then we had lots of people, probably more people go on vacations. I got to looking at attendance last week. We were 55 up from the week before because people were coming back to go to school. 
And so in considering all these things, again, we're doing well, but, but I think we need to catch up a little bit. We had an HVAC unit that cost us $11,200 used to, to replace an HVAC unit was half of that. But again, even after that, we're doing good, but I don't like running this tight. And so we're going to give a chime for people to maybe catch up in their tithe. But, but if you're accurate and on time with your tithe, maybe you could give extra. But again, don't do it because I ask you. You do it because the Lord has called you to do that. If the, if the, the, the offering teams will come up. While we're taking up the offering, the praise team will sing a song. And then we're going to go up and, and do the baptism here. But, Father, we come to you in Jesus' name. And, Father, again, we ask that you bless this offering. And, Father, we give it because we love you, not because we have to, but because we love you. Bless it in Jesus' name. Amen. I tell you what, I don't think I've ever had somebody dancing in the baptistry, but he was really getting into the song. Uh, had Stephen remain standing up here because we didn't put the camera up here today. Uh, and anyway, I wanted you guys to see him. But the other celebration we had today, it's his birthday. Uh-huh. Give the Lord praise for that. He insisted on the Lord baptizing him on his birthday. Or I guess I'm baptizing him, but the Lord to do his thing on his birthday. And so do you want to be baptized today on your birthday? Are you sure? All right. Stephen, we baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Let's stand up here. Look at that. Even that that, uh, Patrick Mahone's haircut went to Kirk Cousin's haircut after he got baptized. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Praise the, or, uh, this time, Landon, if you would come up front. Landon's going to open up the table for communion, and he's going to give you guys some instructions. The Overmans are going to help him with communion today, if Taylor and Brooke want to come up as well. And again, we're going to move into a time of uh, uh, just looking at our own selves here today. And so, Landon. Good morning. As uh, Kent said, we're going to open up the communion table if if the uh, Taylors and Brooke would like to open the table for us this morning. Um, I want to give you some instructions before we get started. Uh, here at Oakton, we believe in open communion, which means that you don't have to be a member of the church to take communion here. The only thing that we ask is that you have uh, accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And uh, I also would like for you to fill the altars from the north to the south. And um, whenever you come up, you're going to get your bread and your juice and then uh, wait for Pastor Kent. He's going to pray over everyone and he'll send you out and then the next group uh, will come up. There's, there's not going to be any ushers or anything directing you, so just come as you want, but fill up the altars and, and we can keep it moving. Um, I do want to share something that Pastor Kent said earlier. He said that people often, uh, we, it's hard for us to believe that Jesus really forgave us. For all of the sins that we have. And there's been a song that's been stuck in my head for the last week. And I can't remember the name of the song. But uh, there was a verse in it that's been standing out to me that said. Just ask the man who was thrown on the bones of Elijah. If there's anything that he can't do. And the same uh, stone that was rolled away from the tomb. 
that came and got Jesus and raised him from the dead is the same spirit that's going to raise you from the dead if you believe in Jesus today. And so as you come up um, and we're taking communion, I just want you to remember that. Remember the blood that covers the sin and, and all of the things that we've struggled with in our life. It's, it's thrown as far as the east is from the west. So at, at this time, Taylor's going to read the Apostles' Creed. Um, if you guys want to go ahead and, and stand up. And then, um, oh, I skipped a part. You can stand for this too. On the night on which Jesus gave himself up for us, he took the bread, gave thanks to God, broke the bread, gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And when the supper was over, Jesus took the cup, gave thanks to God, gave it to his disciples and said, Drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant poured out for you. And for many, uh, for the forgiveness of sins, do this as often as you drink of it in remembrance of me. Um, I'm going to lead you guys in the Apostles' Creed, if you guys could um, speak it with me. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who is conceived by the Holy Spirit born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven, is seated at the right hand of the Father, and will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. All right, we are going to do the Lord's Prayer now, if you guys would join me. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. You may be seated, but I would encourage you that, that guys, we're not going to have people releasing you from your seats so if you need to leave early, come now, or if you're not in a hurry, whatever. But, but we'll start filling these altars from the north side to the south side, and we'll begin serving you guys communion. But as you're setting your seats, again, examine yourself. But, but if the Lord puts somebody in your heart to pray for that's up here, do that. But again, uh, let's come to these altars today. Uh, whenever we are served communion, Please stay at the altars until uh, I say a prayer over you, and then we'll release you for the next group to come up. But again, just come on up whenever you're ready and fill these altars from one side to the other. And again, we got plenty of room and plenty of time, but, but please come.